Welcome, everybody, back to the Prisoner Podcast. This is the podcast where we are reviewing all 692 episodes of the Australian TV show Prisoner, which aired for eight seasons between 1979 and 1986. You can find us on social media via Instagram and now Facebook. Our Instagram handle is at the prisoner underscore podcast and on Facebook, the prisoner podcast, where on both you'll be able to find a ton of screen grabs and recent news and opinions on episodes, as well as other bits of information that we put out there, or rather Yvonne puts out there because I don't touch it. So follow both of the accounts, like the posts and comment away as you see fit. And if you could also take the time to leave a review on the Apple podcast app or any of the other directories where you're listening to us on, it would be greatly appreciated as those all important algorithms help to get our podcast out there for those that really do need to listen to us, but just don't know it yet. So as always, I'm John. And on this particular episode, I have a brand new guest called The Governess. Is that you, Erica? Hello. Need to break up. Hi, guys. I thought you were going to go crazy then and do one of these. I was going to do a mental one. I was going to, and then I decided not to because who knows? My, do I look like a little old nonna? Yes, you do. In this, so I'm wearing my um hoodie, my hoodie, but then I've got a dressing gown around it, and they're two different colours. I look Looks like very much like like, uh, like um. Here we like, go. Like what's her name's uh, dressing gown? The brown one. Meg. Yeah, well, like yeah, Meg. Sorry, I'm thinking gig for some reason. Um, no, you could say gig. Everybody knows a gig is either Greg or Meg. <laughs> And if they don't, who are you? So your your one is kind of like a light blue, but um, but it has yeah. all that sort of those, those little dark, lacquered kind of, down yeah. kind of. Um, it's like um, chevron floofy. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look okay. like Megs, but I'm I've I've got it right up to my neck like Megs. I'm try- see that. See, I'm trying to be Meg. It's all definitely been like quite cold knocks. here. You know, probably everywhere else in the world now is probably just about to go into summer. I We're know. about to go into the heart of winter. It's disgusting. I think today was like 11 or something. I'm like, I can't. This is disgusting. Oh, at night, it's sort of like um, I, like last night, I had to honestly wear a beanie to bed. It was that. <laughs> mate, mate, it's cold. Yeah. 11's terrible. I think it was like six degrees overnight. That's why it was shocking. Everyone in the UK is laughing at us, you know. Yeah, because like weak. six degrees is like a normal day. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, um, how about you get over it, bro? Like bloody Andy up in Leeds, he'd be going, shut up, idiots. P.S. He pointed out to me, you know how I was carrying on about Tom, Tom Cat's gr- weird accent. He was acting weird. And I said he looked like David Hasselhoff. Yeah. He doesn't. He looks like Tom Jones. Yes, Tom Cat looks like Tom Jones, and he's got a Welsh accent. That the whole thing makes entire sense to me now. Yeah, um, and why yeah. he's such a sleazo. Yeah, well, you know, I guess if you see Tom, if if they have, if they've sort of thought about their that particular 
character and they've mm-hmm. based it on Tom Jones, then I think they've done a pretty good job, actually. They, Bloody got, good job. Because he, he does look like it, especially with the hair, kind of like the sort of get curly hair. Yes. And, you know, the whole sleazerama thing, you know. Because, <laughs> you know, because he, he used to get, like, women's panties and things thrown on stage. He did. And, He's a creep. I bet he is anyway. Um, And, I mean, they even called him Tom, so. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, man. There you bloody go. Anyway, um, what's going on? Nothing. Everything. Oh, just some. Uh, yeah. World War Two. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Your name is better than mine. We'll get to that. We'll get to that we'll in to probably that. another um, in due, twenty in or twenty-five course. episodes. Dare I say? Uh-huh, uh-huh. But, uh, just around the time Jeff Butler joins. Yeah, yeah, and Jim goes to um, a disco. <laughs> I've still got that. I've still got that screenshot yeah. from Foxtel from 11 years ago or even longer now. I'll put it up on Instagram. Brilliant. Oh, so fucking good. We're too obsessed. Now, do we want to start with the synopsis? Okay, so Prista, episode 48. This first went to air Tuesday the 7th of August, 1979, Channel 10, 8.30pm. So what happened... In this episode, you're screaming at me. So, new officer Colleen Powell, or Poface, as we'll get to know her, has replaced Fletch on the roster after his suspension for duties. Meanwhile, Jim and Blossom collude regarding the missing 130 grand bank money job, or bank job money, I should say, with Blossom telling Jim where the key is hidden. But how can he get into Wentworth whilst he is suspended? Melinda blackmails Tom or Tomcat after he tries to end uh, his slap and tickle relationship with her. With Edie's stay at Wentworth coming to an end, Jean Vernon uh, tries to place her in appropriate lodgings. Jim visits Leela and meets Bob, Leela's new cheese on the side. And the postman visits Carol as Tom arrives home too late. Shit, you cheese, hey? <laughs> yeah, he's uh, yep. cutting the mustard with her, so to speak. So, well, she is. Mm-hmm. That's very, um, uh, you know, we'll probably get to that bit when we get to it, but um, that was pretty, um, that was pretty uh, crazy sort of stuff. Okay, so where do you want to start with this one? Okay, I want to start with Jim and Blossom which, by the way, is that old band, Gin Blossom. Jealousy. <laughs> anyway, now, episode 48. As you said, there's a new officer in town, Colleen Powell. So she's po on face. duty. Poface. So she's only in it for like three seconds, but we know she's coming coming into it later on, which is fantastic because I love this character. She's she in t- it for hundreds of episodes, I think, yes, to come. Yes, she's in so. it forever with her... Um, little slide cones where she slides them forward and then back. Anyway, it's a whole thing. People get me. Um, She joins us in Wentworth. She's covering for Jim, who's on suspension. He's busy meeting Blossom in a park with these bloody shades on, those aviator shades, like he's scoping out the joint, like he's fucking, I don't know, FBI. I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Anyway. uh He's um, getting ready for the new Top Gun movie or whatever. 100%, which I called the other day Top Cruise. <laughs> Are you a Tom Cruise fan? 
or Tom Gunn. No. Dislike. I Although I dislike him in everything. I dislike all his movies except two movies, Minority Report yep. and Edge of Tomorrow. And that's because Emily Blunt's in it, and I love her more than anything in the world. Well, I um, yeah, I like both of those ones. Is it The Edge yes. of Tomorrow is the one where he keeps going backwards? Yes. The same thing? Yes. And yes. it's good because he's not like his usual egotistic egotistical characters in it like because i feel like emily blunt is the stronger main character he's just a turd that he's like second best like all right your plan b i love her in it i love her in everything she's the greatest i'll watch anything she's in and if she works with tom cruise fine but that was a pretty good movie okay anyway um is your has your shoulder just literally popped out just then no, it was close. It has, hasn't it? <laughs> it was close. Oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> so I just, John. So I've just put the sling back on. <laughs> oh, fuck. We'll make this a quick one. Shit. Um, <laughs> you are in all sorts. So see how I make him still continue the podcast, everyone. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Um, I'm the governess. will do what I say. I don't, now, I, don't, I don't think it's close, but I just put it in a, in a slightly awkward kind of position really yeah, quickly, and yeah. I could feel it. Sort of Here's the not thing. quite right. It shouldn't feel not quite right just because you move it slightly, bro. <laughs> you know how we've been talking about how John's popped his shoulder a million times? He went to the physio the other day and he was getting work done on it and it popped out again. Literally, his arm was floppy. It disconnected like a Ken doll. That's that's not great, bro. <laughs> and I'm telling everybody your business. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, your business. I don't give a shit. Everyone I almost is, passed out. I, 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 like I've told you, you I, I reckon you did. With the pain. Fuck, you poor bastard. You poor bastard. God. And you know what? If you were over in the US, you'd also be an opioid addict because they would dope you up on so many painkillers. You'd also have that problem. So count yourself lucky. Well, she didn't have anything. <laughs> you know, because she's, like, yeah, she's Did she say about. take some paracetamol? Take <laughs> some. Take some fat at all. That's what they always say here. I oh, just take some para- paracetamol. Oh, look, I would have eaten the muesli bar if it had, if it would have helped, or a, a steak <laughs> or something. But you know, <laughs> okay. If they said to you, you have to eat black pudding every day for six months, would you do it? If that was going to be what regenerates you know, your sh- shoulder, you know, I love the taste of that. I know. That's <laughs> why so I brought it up, you dickhead. How good is black pudding, though? Oh. Andy had put um, one of our mates put a picture on um, Instagram the other day of it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, it's one of the things I miss about the UK. Yeah. Well, you can get it here, but it's not as easy. Anyway. You can get it in Safeway. Can you? Yeah. Is it good, though? It's like a sausage With the English- bowl. Well, I used to, when I was eating meat, I used to um, sear it on both sides, like on a barbecue, yeah, on a delicious. plate or something. Yeah. Oh, it was beautiful. Just a little bit of salt or something. And yeah. My mouth's watering. Hmm. Ah, delish. Um, okay. So anyway, he's scoping out the joint in his bloody Tom Cruise outfit because he's come to see Blossom because he wants the key to the lockbox, to the safety deposit box. And he's going, Ugh, you know. You know, you know, how he's his ragging on her. I don't want to meet you here, but you know, what's going on? Blah blah blah. And she goes, Oh, you'll even meet a common slut like me. And he goes, You've been called that before. Like, so that's all right then, is for you to call her. So, <laughs> you've been called that before. Fuck. Anyway, I couldn't believe it. 
It's anyway, a stereotype said, of her profession, I guess. Oh, so. he's a pig. Well, yeah. So he says he wants half of the stolen cash now, which apparently is 65K. It's not bad. Yeah. Blossom says he has to come back to the hotel for the key and she'll throw in a freebie. Sex is basically what that means, John, in case you didn't work that out. Oh, and I then know. Jim goes, <laughs> swipe right. And then Jim goes, I'm here for the money. <laughs> yeah, right, bro. <laughs> so he's here for the money. Um, so next minute, they have sex in the hotel. <laughs> Jim doesn't Jim doesn't fight it. Jim he doesn't fight it, right? There's Foster's cans on the bedside table. So they've stopped somewhere to get Foster's on the way for sure. That's what they've done. A few tinnies. Fucking tinnies. These bloody Foster's disgust. Can you imagine? How disgusting. But what but I, I think I may have said this to you the other day. Mm. Is that it, it? It it bewilders me, right? How like the last time I was in the UK, which was <laughs> albeit a little while ago now, mm-hmm. but the last time I was there, like that was like seen as an import beer, like a <laughs> like a premium yeah. Aussie beer was like Foster's, and Disgusting. here it's here it's just the same as cat's piss. I mean, it's I mean, you know nobody drinks that even, stuff. I don't even know if it's on sale. It you can you, you can get it back somewhere. You can get it from. Um, from Dan Murphy's and some of those sorts of uh, right. sellers and so forth, but um, mm-hmm. but really, it's not it's not something that you find every day in the local, you know. No, it's not a high volume seller, is it? Um, and it's not even on tap here at, at all. So oh, you wouldn't even bother, would you? Um, I think in the UK they've probably I don't know I reckon they've moved on from it. Surely they've got more worldwide beers, international beers. I still see Fosters, uh, you know, at the football grounds. I mean, so did I, and I wasn't there that too long ago. How embarrassment! You guys should feel bad. Um, so <laughs> Jim has a so Jim has a shower at the hotel. And then he forces Blossom to reveal the key location. And he's actually got her hand, he's got his hand over her wrist quite hard when he's telling her, you know, tell me where the key is. And so she's hidden it in a toilet system in the prison. I'd be super interested to know what toilet brand they have in this in the toilets mm, in maybe, the 70s. Maybe, I bet you uh, I know which brand it was. But the Royal Dalton or the... The Royal Dalton. <laughs> it would have been the brand. It would have been my brand, I reckon. Yeah. Well, we won't say For that. sure. We won't say it. But back then, <laughs> trusty brand. And you know what? They'd still be working now. Yeah. Anyway. So then, okay. She's telling him it's hidden in the it's hidden in the system, blah, blah, blah. Fine, we'll go Harvey's. While she's showering, Jim rings good old detective Grace, who we love. And he tells Grace where the key's hidden, and he explains how Joyce organised the whole thing. So instead of taking stolen money, he's getting, look at this, he spun it all on the head, how the tables turned, how the turntables, he's getting $14,000 of the reward money. How's that? So he actually hasn't done anything wrong. Wow. Well, you could say there was probably something not quite right in the way he went about it, but. No, of course not. But he did it. Yeah. So anyway, well, this detective. is this is what the police right need, you know, need to yeah. kind of foster a little bit more, you know, to be able to solve some of these cases and yeah. not get yeah. on people's case when they actually do crack it for them, you know, and and just exactly and pay up the reward for Christ's sake. 
and pay up. <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly. they normally they normally try to you know embarrass you about it. I think, but yeah, we'll get to because that. Because they're always so ethical and moral about it all. Um, well, we'll get to that as, as as this episode continues. Continues. Yep. Great. Um. So he. So Jim basically says to Blossom, "You better. You better get out of here because you're done. And if they catch you." You're, you're screwed, but at the moment they've only got Joyce, right? But so he's like, so he's like, gives her some money, and he's like, get out of here. So this was this was another thing. Like, did you actually uh, see how many notes he gave her? I mean, I, I know yeah. I know you can fit, yeah, you know, a couple, you know, maybe ten, you know, in a wallet. But did he really give her that much money? I don't know what the hell he was it's doing. Certainly, it, it was probably yeah. enough to probably get a to get a ticket. But um, I would dare say that it wouldn't have got her. Yeah, what is she going to do? Go to England? What, what is she going to do? It then? wouldn't have. It wouldn't have got her anywhere. It would oh. have got her maybe interstate, maybe. Yeah. But with nothing else, like why would why would you? Her sister's here. She's not going to leave. Yeah. I know. I I, I I mean I just think nowadays. I mean it it was it was such a risk for her mm. to. Um, I, I guess you know. It, I was sort of thinking, you know, like when I was watching this, that perhaps she should have gone and, you know, you could set up another type of thing where you go and some, you get somebody else to go visit and they go to the toilet just before they go and, mm. you know, and all that sort of thing, you know, and then get the key and bits and pieces like that. I mean, you could certainly do something like that. I mean, I, I understand that you've got the the metal detector as well, but, yeah, I don't know. I just think that there, there, sh- there could surely have been a different way to do this. But um, I agree. I agree. But I reckon Jim, yeah, you know, it's Jim. He's taking it on himself because mm-hmm. he thinks he's in the right. So Detective Grace rocks up to the prison and he finds the key and he explains to Erica Jim's so-called honourable role in helping. Well, well, actually, he helped us. He didn't do anything wrong. So Erica calls Jim into the office and he's in his uniform. Right? Because he's obviously gone, well, you're clearly going to harm me back. Like, what a ballsy bastard. <laughs> so she clears up what his plan was. So, you know, with him, he clears it up and she lifts the suspension because really she's got no choice, right? Like, even he says, well, you think they're going to like, they're going to like, you know, um, the VJ and all that are going to like punish me for this, for like actually solving a crime. So, anyway, Grace. Yeah, before, you, yes. before you go into that. Yeah. Just that, that, you know, before he, you know, when he's, when he, when Grace is talking to Erica and saying how good, you know, how, how much of a hero Jim is. And, yep. and then when he starts to mention the reward and really mm-hmm. makes him out, this is what I'm talking about before. It's like, you know, in this show, you know, like you've got the reward, but then he really wants to you to, to earn it. Like he, he's prepared yes. to say that it was a dog act and all that. It wasn't a really a dog act. I didn't think yeah, so. yeah, yeah. He just, you know, he has got. Yeah, I mean, that sort of thing really should be confidential. But he has just gone through, and you can't help tell by the way he sort of said it. Oh, yeah, Jim's got a reward. That's a nice, you know, fourteen mm. grand or whatever mm-hmm. it was. You know, and uh, fourteen grand nowadays would be uh, twenty. Uh, so four. Uh, eight, uh, sorry. Um, uh, five fours twenty. So it's probably about 30, 30 to forty grand. Say thirty five grand. I, I mean, I mean that is something where you could definitely it can alter a few things for you. You know, absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I, I, the only thing that kind of I didn't agree with or the one thing that I'm a bit like, mm, I understand the, pr- the problem for me would be that he technically is it ethical that he's getting involved with prison stuff outside of like she's on parole or she's just got out on remand or whatever the hell and he's getting involved. Like I find that bit very dodgy. Like I don't like that part of it because I feel like you technically that's pushing pushing the the line there. But at the same time, if he gets a reward, he gets a reward. He gets no well, one else got the reward. Yeah, well, his, his methods are, are unethical. Mm-hmm. But when you put it, you put it together. I, I mean, do you think, do you, do you, I guess if he had have gone to Erica first and declared what he was doing, then he then yeah. puts the, I mean, the whole reason he's doing this, right, is yeah. because of, the, um, because of Mayla, you know? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So if he tells any, if he tells Erica about it, which sort of clears him to mm-hmm. kind of do his own thing, then, you, you, he risks the reward. Well, yeah, and and at the same time, I don't think that she would have. Uh, I think she would have gone straight to Detective Grace, and totally would have. I think as well that he wouldn't have, because she's already she's got a record of saying, you know, we're not a police station, we're not investigators, we're not this and that." Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so now Jim has fourteen k. Well. He's now knows he's gaining a reward of fourteen thousand dollars, right? So he quickly goes to see Leela at home. Have you dressed yet? It's the middle of the afternoon, you know. Um, I, I haven't been well. What's the matter? You got a fever? Oh, it's okay. I'm all right. Aren't you going to invite me in? I, I'm not dressed for visitors. Visitors. I'm still your husband, you know. Oh, I don't want to see anyone. I'm tired. They've been piling extra work on me and I just want to go back to bed. Yeah, that's what I came to talk to you about. There's no need to worry about work anymore. I've got the money, lots of money. Well, where did you get it? What does that matter? I mean, the point is I've got it, enough to look after you and the kids. Well, I didn't say we were coming back. Uh, hang on, you said the only problem was financial. Well, I've solved the problem. So why won't you come back? Um, I'll think about it. Think about what? Look, I'm tired, Jim. Um, I don't want to talk about it now. Yeah, well, I do. Who is it, Leela? Any problems? Oh, it's nobody, Bob. It's okay. Oh, and, uh, there's nobody. <laughs> oh, and who's nobody? <laughs> my name Christ. is nobody. <laughs> oh, my God. The absolute fucking drama of this joint. Can we, okay. First of all, let's just talk about this I just, before I forget. <laughs> Leela is in a peach nightgown and Burly Bob, who rocks up behind her, so clearly they're, you know, having something going on, he's wearing a brown robe. Where have we seen now, that before? don't you think that Jim wears that in another episode? He has. I wrote that down as well. Thank you. He's wearing his she, night robe. <laughs> she's wearing, she's given him, not, she's given him, her husband's robe, and this bloke is wearing it, so he knows what's going on. Okay. Yeah. The whole thing is disgusting. How's Bob, though? And who's nobody? But, I mean, yeah, you've got to think to yourself, right, if you were, you know, a guest in someone's in, you know, of a guest, of, of a, yeah. in the, in the, a guest of a female for the afternoon, shall we say? <laughs> you always say it in the most polite way. Yeah, well. 
<laughs> You've got to balance the whole. You've got to balance Correct. me out. That's why. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. But, um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But the thing is, right, you know, wouldn't you just be sort of a bit humble in someone else's territory? I mean, okay, Thank it was you. your place, right? But he's just come out there and he's very bombastic, mm-hmm. ready to punch on and everything. It's like, who's Ooh. nobody? You know, yep. what's the trouble? Is there a problem? And, of course, you see him come out there, you know, full beard, all that sort of thing. Um <laughs> he looks like a lumberjack or something. Like Exactly. That's what I meant with the beard and stuff. And yeah, so. but you're right. Like, what the hell is this kind of aggro? Like, unless he thought Leela was um, – unless he thought, oh, this bloke sounds like he's a bit aggressive, like whoever's at the door is carrying on. Maybe yeah. Leela said to him, oh, my ex-husband keeps harassing me and all this shit and he won't get the hint and he's trying to, like, force me to not work. So Bob's gone, uh, no, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't know, but it's all correct. <laughs> whole thing is insane. I loved it. I loved it. And then his face as he just then sort of walks away. I mean, talk about a defeatist man. He was defeated. But but the thing is, like, um, as we sort of find out in this episode or the next episode, you know, obviously with the Mm. money, it all of a sudden means nothing to him. And it's just like, man, you've got the money. Just move on. You don't even need to tell. I mean, like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know it's crazy. It's a control thing for him too. Um, so that's the whole Jim and Blossom thing, and it's fantastic. But I need to move on to Lizzie and Edie and Geg. <laughs> this is amazing because Jim obviously is now riled up and annoyed and hurt and all that crap, right? So what does he do? He he'll go. He goes and takes it out on other women that have no choice. Accept accept it, right? Well, he thinks. (laughs) So Lizzie, remember how she's been in hospital because of ticker mode? She gets out of the prison hospital and she rejoins Gen Pop. Edie, the sweet little darling, fusses over Lizzie in the cell and then then she goes and meets Jean to talk about what she's going to do when she gets out of prison. So Edie's only in there for like seven days or something, right? And she says to Jean, you know, she mentions how – You know, in here I get three meals, I get a clean bed. I haven't had any bites since I've been in here. And I'm like, oh, the poor thing. Like The old bed bugs. Oh, breaks my heart. And as she leaves Jean's office, because I I think Jean says, I'm going to do my best to find something for you. And as she leaves Jean's office, she turns around and says to Jean, I had hair like you once. (laughs) Oh, fuck. And Jean's just like, oh, my God. (laughs) Poor Edie, the next morning she's crying inconsolably. Yeah, go. I was going to say poor Jean. Well, yeah, poor Jean. (laughs) Because to see her face, like she was just like, oh, my God. Like like you can tell she's upset by this whole thing, right? Poor Jean. Yeah, well, that's what Jean's going to look like. So would you swipe right if she looked like Edie? What now? You like, yeah, you you like an older lady. (laughs) No, I couldn't do no? that. No, not not that old. All right, fine. <laughs> Jesus, just well, like an eighty-year-old, eighty-five, not out asking. or something. I'm not judging. Like I'm just asking because when we set up <laughs> dating apps, I need to know what the age filter is. <laughs> so seventy-nine. So up to seventy-nine. All right. So. <laughs> Your shoulder's basically 90 years old, bro, so <laughs> platinum jubilee. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so <laughs> next morning, 
Edie's crying inconsolably in bed, the poor little darling. And Jim comes in and she tells him she's worried about where she's going to end up when she gets out of Wentworth. Where am I going to be? And she, she's saying to Jim, she's talking to Jean has made her realize the reality of her situation again. She doesn't have a go at Jean or anything. She just says, that's why I'm crying because I spoke to Jean and I've realized. So, J- so Jim gets on his fucking high horse and he decides to pay Jean a visit to fix it. Ah, so you're back. I've been looking for you. I do have things to do outside the prison. Yeah, it's what you do inside that concerns me. What do you say to upset Mrs. Warden? Old Edie. I didn't. Well, something that happened in this office yesterday really upset her. Oh, so that's it. I told her that she was being released on Monday. But I don't know why I upset her. Well, you wouldn't have if you treated her properly. I mean, she's not a wharfie, you know. She happens to be old and feeble. I don't need you to point that out. Why this touching concern for a prisoner? I thought they are all scum as far as you're concerned. Mrs. Wharton requires special consideration because of her age. Oh, I see. And the others don't require any consideration at all. I take it that you assume that old age naturally confers innocence. The older you get, the purer you get. That's one for the psychiatrists. Mrs. Wharton shouldn't be at the mercy of jumped-up little uni graduates who ought to know better. You damned academics, you're all the same. At least I treat the women in here as human beings, not stepping stones to make an easy buck. What are you getting at? Denise Crabtree's the name, in case you forgot her. That woman made her living by exploiting men. I don't see anything wrong in exploiting her. Oh, and you really need that 30 pieces of silver. That reward was there for anyone to earn it. Now, I agree my methods were unconventional, but if I'd gone by the book, that money would still be in the wrong hands. Justifying yourself, Mr. Fletcher. I don't need to justify myself. I don't get my kicks by frightening little old ladies. What a s- <laughs> psycho! The eh? hell! She's just like, who the hell are you? World War Two? How are you, mate? Like, you damned academics! So he's completely disrespecting her. Graduates. So what a disrespectful it, pig! So there's a couple of things there for me, like. Um, mm. He's pointing out that Jean Vernon is probably, you know, like literally, what, 22, 23 in this? hmm Yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah. she might be a little bit older, but. Um, Clearly not. Yeah. Does that ruin it for you? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. She's still a firecracker. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I thought it was funny how, like, I liked how she, um. She came she back, back at him. Yeah, yeah, and she fired many shots off the starboard bow. Mm-hmm. Like, See, if you know, that was me, like nowadays, I would have lost my marbles. Like, you've seen me rage before. Yes. And uh, <laughs> Yes, I have. Yep. Yeah. Uh, not at you, <laughs> of course, never at you. But well, I'm um, still living and breathing. Well, you're still alive. That is, that, exactly. I mean, barely. <laughs> I'll but just remember I to park my car at the, uh, at the next um, election. Mate, I swear to primary God, school. that guy. Oh, fuck. That, I, that, I was, that was not on me, bro. But I would, if someone had started screaming at me or yelling at me in my workplace, especially for something I hadn't done, I would, in front of everyone, I would go absolute schizo. I'd be on the desk throwing computers. Like, I would be losing. Like, you know how loud my voice can get. Yes. 
Remember that time I yelled at a particular person, you know, my arch enemy, my yes. arch nemesis, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. I lost my tits at that bloke. Do you remember? Bro, yeah. it, and everyone just went. And I'm like, you know what? Here's the thing, though. I, I'm just saying what everybody else is thinking. Everybody thinks the same thing. No one wants to say anything. Nothing I wouldn't say to your face. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That bloke deserved it. <laughs> anyway, I would have smacked Jim right in the bloody face. And you know what I th- else I find interesting when Jean goes, oh, so old age immediately means innocence, does it? And I'm like, yeah, this is the thing. As an old person, you can get away with everything. Do you know how bad I'm going to be as an old person? I'm going to steal shit. I was saying this the other day. I'm going to be the worst person in the world. Are you going to be? Are you going to be doing um, uh, little yes. Camp Campbell soup? Yes, I'm going to pinch everything. <laughs> for like for like twelve cents. Yes, I'm going to pinch so many things. And because I'm already short, when I'm old, I'm going to be old. Like I'm going to be teeny tiny. So no one's going to ever believe that I did it. I'm going to pinch shit so I'm going to be the worst person. And I'm going to be a sex pest. A what? A sex pest. (laughs) To all the young blokes and young women out there. I'm going to be the worst. I'm going to to be the worst person. I don't give a shit. What? (laughs) Hang on. What? Don't worry about Define it. We'll move on to gigs. Best. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to prostitute yet. yourself. Also, uh, just annoy people. Just like harass young people, you know. Okay. Just fully harass them in cafes and stuff. Okay. And I'm also going to see if people will buy me things. Like, oh, excuse me, love. Could you possibly buy me a loaf of bread? Shit like that. See what I can get. Lattes, bread, whatever. Oh, absolutely. You should Why definitely go for it. Oh, absolutely. I'm 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 all I'm for already that. working it. Thank you. I'm already working it. So that's them. Geg, let's touch on Geg. Geg. Karen speaks with Greg um, at the sign-in roster as she's going to the uni. And they're talking about her upcoming parole review. And they mention how Greg is considering moving on to a more, you know, advanced doctor position somewhere else. Karen's saying she thinks he should start a surgery in West Melbourne or the country because two racks too um, expensive. Meg overhears this and snaps at Karen to get to uni. Like she's full mean about it. Like she's like just shuts down their conversation straight up and she's like, well, you better get on the bus. Don't waste time, blah, 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 blah. And Karen's like, wow, thanks, Miss Jackson, and leaves. And then Greg goes, what would I ever do without you, Meg? (laughs) Like, he's bloody annoyed, right? It's very embarrassing. Meg is super embarrassing at this point. But then later in the staff room, he apologises to her. Like, he apologises to Meg going, oh, sorry about before, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, Meg is just being hard work at this point. He apologises. She doesn't accept the apology. He even brings up how he's starting to see how Peter is taking advantage of the women and treating them like disposable tissues because back then they probably used (laughs) handkerchiefs still. And Meg says, oh, you've come around to my way of thinking, have you? Oh, for fuck's sake. Look, she's just hard work at this point. I'm like, I don't. It's just at this stage it is destined to fail, isn't it? 
It is. And even he says, oh, can I join you? She goes, well, suit yourself. I'm like, really? You can't just give him a yes or no. Like, you can't give him an opinion. Yeah. I, I find that bit. I hate that when they're just like, oh, well, whatever you want. Or what is it? Is it yes or no? Yeah. You've got to have an opinion. Anyway, it was sort of like a, it, it was sort of like a, a thing of power for her. I think, hundred percent, it was, and it was just like super annoying. I don't know. She's annoying. She's annoying me. She's just too sulky with him, you know. Mm. Anyway, so that's happening still, still carrying on, and who cares? And blah blah blah, and blah blah blah. Can we get on to the best part, the best storyline, which is Peter and Tomcat? Now, people on Insta are actually texting me because they're raging about Peter Clemens. Everyone is raging about this psycho. And I'm loving it because I feel fully validated and vindicated. Peter gets a lift from Tom, the uni lecturer, his mate, to Wentworth in the morning. Remember they have dinner? Yes. Um, They talk about... Tom's wife, who's hating on everything, is how he explains it. And Peter says she's the one with all the flaws. Like conveniently, he, conveniently in his mind, she's got all the problems, right? So he's standing there. He's gotten out of the car by this point. They're at the front of the, they're at the front of the Wentworth gates. Vera walks past to get to work. Not a bad set of wheels. One of the advantages of uh, marrying for money. <laughs> Now, do me a favour, mate. Don't say that in front of Carol. Still having trouble. Uh, she's worse than ever. She needs treatment. No matter what I say, she won't believe I love her. Well, as women can do nothing except love, they've given it a ridiculous importance. <laughs> no, that's not one of yours. Someone said mom. Oh, Pufter. Still, it's got more than a grain of truth in it. I mean, if a woman like Carol had had something more to do, she might be less obsessive. At 36, no training. Spots is a cradle. What can she do, mate? Oh, good morning, Miss Bennett. Nice bright day. For those who have time to enjoy it. Is she typical? Not really. Looks like a raving Les to me. No, she's a 100% woman, our Vera. Frustrated woman, but woman nevertheless. <laughs> well, she can stay frustrated for mine. You mean you're differentiating now? I thought if it moved, you threw it on the bed. That was the old Tom Burton. You're talking to a reformed man. Incredible. Seriously, Peter, I've been thinking over what you said the other night about Carol. Look, if my little hobbies affect her that much, perhaps I'll ease off. Good thinking. You think she's near the edge? What do you reckon? Yeah. Well, I guess I give the girls their cards. Simple as that. Nothing cosmic going on. Just the usual slap and tickle. See ya. Do you know what? I hate these two so much. I just fucking hate Slap and tickle. I I find that riveting conversation. No, it absolutely is. (laughs) But it's just like nothing cosmic going on, just the usual slap and tickle. What the... he calls Vera a raving les because she doesn't give him a little smile and a flirt as she walks up. Like, it's disgusting. Oh, just, this bloke is a pig. He's such a pig. <laughs> Who's worse at this point? Do you reckon it's Tom or Peter? Oh, well, morally, you'd have to say Tom. 
you know, you know, like Peter might be conniving and, you know, there's method to the madness where this guy's just a flaming um, pig. Just a pig, yeah. <laughs> well, he's, um, oh, what, what's, what's, what's the word, the male? Misogynist. Uh, yes, that's. Yep. Oh, yes. he absolutely has, he does not care. He just, he's just a scummer. And then, and, and, then just, when, and then when he's talking about his wife, right, saying mm. that, um, oh, she should, um, yeah, what is she going to do? She's 36, untrained. I yes. mean, what is they got to do? I mean, she's the one with the money, fella. Exactly. You're lucky that you're a uni lecturer because otherwise you wouldn't be able to do that. Like you'd be, you'd have a meagre living back then on a uni lecturer's wage. Absolutely. She's paying Absolutely. for you, buddy. Oh, I, oh, it makes me angry. It makes me so angry. Um, so he's he reckons he's going to ease off his womanizing. Yeah, right, bro. Um, meanwhile, hobbies. Peter's his, his hobbies. hobbies. He calls it his you know, hobbies. That's right. Scaling. He called it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Scaling back his hobbies. Scaling back. Scaling back. Not finishing. Easing off. Scaling back. That doesn't mean you're stopping. You scummer. Correct. Anyway, so Peter continues the misogynist train by um, visiting Erica. So he goes into the Wentworth. He visits her first thing in the morning and he greets her by saying, how's the governess? Mm. And Erica goes, governess? Oh, you're much too feminine to be a governor. Oh, do you know the rage? Do you know the rage coming out of my pores when he said that? My my mum watched the episode and she lost her shies and howler. So how, she came up to think, oh, go. So how so how do you think that would have gone down back in 1979? <laughs> like like it's okay for us to think that way now, but was that standard fair back then? I yeah, reckon was, women was that didn't. accepted? I reckon women didn't appreciate it, and I reckon they thought men were pigs that were saying it. But there was but nothing. That, but there was nothing that they could do about it, right? Probably not. Yeah, that and they're probably been, yeah. raised to be polite and not say anything. And well, you know, like now, are you kidding? Yeah, yeah, I no, 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 I, I, I uh, would literally, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I would hundred uh, percent agree with you on that. What a fucking dog. How do you think that's going to go down? Why do you think that is going to win you any sort of anything? Who the f- – you – anyway. Take a I'm breath. I'm not going to go in. Take yep, a breath. Take a breath. The one thing that makes me um, happy about this straight after it is finding out that she cancelled last night's dinner on him. That made me happy. And I was like, yep, up yours, you scummer. She stood you up because she was busy. Yeah. Right? Uh, that made me happy. That made me very happy. And I was like, yep, okay. She gets it. She's polite, right? So she knows how to do it. She, What she'll do is cancel dinner. I would be going, are you f- sorry? <laughs> I, the headbutts. I would actually go, can you just wait here a moment? I'd go to the store. storage. Yep, I'd go to the storage unit, storage room. Go get the step stool, come back, stand up on it, headbutt the mother. You know what? I wouldn't even have to do that. My loud voice would throw him back into the wall and crack his head. I swear to fucking God, mate. Anyway, but Erica is lovely and she's stunning and elegant. She just cancels dinner on him. 
She's polite. Sorry, I can't do this. My hair's, I know, my hair's doing this weird thing. It's nothing I can do, John. Um, Peter, though, continues to farm for information on Jim. Straight up. He's just like, okay, yep. He wants to look at Jim's personal file, and obviously Eric is going, Enebre, you cannot do that. So he starts complaining to Karen about it. He's complaining to Karen, who's a prisoner, about not getting enough information on the officers, especially Jim. Yeah. Karen gets involved and actually suggests that he try to get Jim's army file. She's, I know she thinks this is all for a good cause, but for fuck's sake, I don't know. She's, well, she's, remember, she's still the student and he is someone that she is looking up to. So, yeah, 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 yeah um, exactly. Yeah, she's, she thinks he's great. But, but at the same time, I, I think that, you know, like, I think, you know, go back 20, 25 episodes and she mm. would be doing, she would be promoting doing the right thing. I think right now she couldn't care less, especially with what's going on. She feels very jaded um, because mm-hmm, of the whole mm-hmm. gig thing. Totally. You know, that's someone totally. that that's someone that she is, um, you know, I wouldn't say mortally against, but, you know, when it comes to an us versus them, as in uh, Meg, is yes. now with Greg yes. forming gig. Yeah. So <laughs> forming gig. Oh god, it's so great. <laughs> it's so great. Um yeah, I reckon she's just like whatever, don't care. I'm just going to like burn the joint down while I can. Um so he so yeah, so he's carrying on about that. He's also saying to her stuff like I can't understand why anyone would choose to become a prison officer. And I'm like, hold up, mate. First of all, Mind your business. Second of all, mind your business. And third of all, mind your business. Like, don't judge other people on why they choose a job or have to take a job. Also, it's a good job. It's a stable job. Why wouldn't you take that job? Well, I think it's a job that, uh, you know, is that a job that if you were a mother that you would have your daughter or son aspiring to? I, I I think now. If someone said, I'm going to get a job at a prison as a prison officer or a prison warden, I actually think that's quite respectable. Yeah. Because it's very, it is dangerous and like it's very high, you know, not even, it's not like super dangerous in Australia, I would imagine, but I actually think it's quite a respectable job. Well, oh, all I, jobs are respectable. Don't get, I don't yeah. give a crap what anyone does. Yeah. But I don't have any qualms about it. I don't think there's an issue with it. I don't get I th- it. I, I, I don't I, get it. I think that there's some He's stereotypes. Yeah, I think there's some stereotypes because you know, remember Back like then all those, there were, yes. All those prison movies, Brubaker and stuff, you know, where they're all like on the take and bits and pieces and sure. Yeah, they were And back all, then maybe it was way worse. Like they were probably treated really awfully, the prisoners. Yeah. And they probably yeah. are still in some respects. Yeah. So so I mean I, I sort of think definitely that that he is probably thinking, oh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he he's still going along that stereotype that this is not a very desirable job. It's yes. like who the hell would want to do this? Yeah, you have to have a specific MO for wanting this job. You know, and I'm like, well, what if it's the job that makes you a certain way? Anyway, he's an idiot and I hate him. Um <laughs> anyway, meanwhile. 
Like, can we just talk about Tomcat, his mate Tom? First of all, choose better friends. But I guess if you're like that, your friends are going to be like that too, right? Tomcat tries to break it off with his casual slap and tickle Melinda. How does that go down, though? You were the first man I ever had, Tom. The very first. I doubt it. I love you so much. You've got a hell of a way of showing it. But that's only to stop you leaving me. You thought this would stop me? Well, after this, I couldn't get out of here fast enough. No, you're mine. You're not hers. You're mine. I've always been hers. She's my wife. You were an entertainment. But you loved me. I liked you. Look, I'm sorry, but you were just another uni student looking for excitement. Damn it, sex with me is... An integral part of the first year's course. Didn't you know that? No, I didn't. You see, I'm just a lovable louse. Well, now you know you won't want a bar of me. No, but you're not getting out of it that cheaply. You're going to pay. I want money, heaps of it. Oh. So that's how you price your injured feelings. Yes. You made me love you. And unless I get the dough, those are going to be spread all over the university. You sweet old-fashioned girl, you. That would make me the most popular man on campus. Do you really think anyone would take any notice? Your wife would. Now, so we're back to that, are we? You send any copies to anybody and I'll have you for blackmail. And damn the consequences! And of course, he's talking about photos of the yep. both of them. Hard compromising positions. <laughs> well, <laughs> yep, 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 yep. In compromising positions, hard at it. Now, before we get into the worst comment ever written on this show, how is he gaslighting her by saying, You were a student looking for excitement, like it's her fault? What a pig. Anyway, I just, this whole thing is ridiculous and it's amazing you were entertainment sex with me is an integral part of first year course didn't you know that whoa bro like i nearly fell off my chair. <laughs> imagine well remember what i said to you probably about you know five six seven episodes ago that you know when mm. peter clemens first came on the scene my first thing was that that like even back in, you know, the 80s or whatever when I was a young kid, mm. that whenever I heard there was a, a, a lecturer or something like that, the first thing I thought of was that, oh, they're just in it just to, uh, you know, wow, for the young man. girls. Yeah. So, so this we, should, them, we should so, have called them lecturers. Le- lecturer. <laughs> let myself out. <sighs> Tom the yeah, lech. You, yeah. The lech. Fucking hell. It's disgusting. I don't care who you are. That is a terrible way to think. Imagine that being your way. That's like, you know, when you have like professional con artists, right, that con people out of money, like their life savings, and they destroy people's lives. And when they're caught, they they just say, well, you if you're, if you're dumb enough to fall for it, then that's your fault. They generally have no remorse. They're like, well, you chose to, you fell for it, so that's on you. That's how they think. Absolutely. And this guy's no different. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, the whole thing blows my mind. Then she wants to blackmail him. It's amazing. The whole thing's amazing. He storms out 
he goes home and he gives his wife, Carol, some flowers and some chocolates. I think they're like hazelnut cream or some shit. Yeah. And she's sus. He reckons he's and like, she's I, like, oh, well, here you go. Okay, just mention the choice of flowers. When yes. you go for a rose or something like that, he picks carnations. He's the worst. I mean, he's for the crying worst. out loud. He has no respect. <laughs> he has no respect for her. And he goes, she says, oh, flowers and chocolates. What have you done now? <laughs> he reckons he loves her and he's given up all his women. She doesn't believe shit. She doesn't believe it because she knows better and she should dump his ass and take her money and bugger off. Anyway, their house is ugly. I know I've said this before. For all the money they have, they have the ugliest, darkest house. It's so ugly. That inside white brick, I didn't even think it was white. It was just ugly. I had to mention that. I had to get out of my system. Tom's young woman, Melinda, who's just said, I'm going to blackmail you, scorned and desperate, rings Carol and tells her, look out for a parcel that's coming your way. So Carol goes, what is this? She decides to ring Tom to confront him about her call with Melinda. Hello? Tom? No, my husband's at uni. Who's this? Has the postman been yet? Who is this? The postman's bringing you a little prezzy, Mrs Burton. Something that'll really make your day. There's a letter with it. Read it. Are you a friend of Tom's? The old Tomcats? Oh, yes. A very intimate friend, as you'll see when you open your prezzy. Uh, the letter will tell you what I want. Do read it, because if you ignore it, our Tomcat's career at the uni will be well and truly over. Who is this? I'm trouble. Just you ask Tom. Hello? Tom? Hello, darling. What is it? I've just had a call from one of your girlfriends. Uh, she uh, has plans to wreck your career, it seems. Oh, some teenage nutcase. Don't worry about it. She's sending me something through the mail. Do you know what it is? Uh, Carol, don't open it. Wait till I come home. You do know what it is. Well, the uh, postman should be here by about ten. I'll keep a watch out for him. Tom Cat. Carol, if you love me, don't open that package. Is it a bomb? Yeah. Yes, it's a bomb. Oh, well, I'd uh, better call the police to defuse it then. Uh, no, no, don't get the police. It's not a bomb, is it? It's something that will compromise my darling husband. Photographs. Yes, it's got to be photographs. Oh, oh I'm going to see you in action, am I, darling, with one of your little whores. Carol, look, I'm coming home. Yes, you'd better, if you want me to subsidise your little luxuries any longer. I want to find out about this little bitch, who she is, where she is, because I'm going to track her down, and when I find her, I'll kill her, Tomcat. How's the dial tone, the engaged tone? The dial 
So but and he, how like how she has to dial the ho- yeah, and she has to like dial his number. It's like like we could be here forever watching her dial that number. It's it's a bomb. It's photographs of you in action. I'm gonna see you in action. Oh my god! You know what? Look, I don't. I never understand how you could be a person like the like Melinda and you ring someone and you're like, oh, yeah, your husband's cheating with me and all that. Isn't that literally like you are a bottom feeder? I couldn't imagine being well, it's, that it's disgusting of a human. It's extortion, isn't it? It's um, – Oh, yuck. Give me this – You're just a f- – yeah. You're a foul person to be living like that. I just – it grosses me out. I'm, it makes me sick. Um, so, yeah, She's basically saying, I'm going to kill this chick if, um, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then right at the last minute of the show, the package actually arrives. cost of 5000 Tom Cat is to bring the money to King's Park tonight at 7.15 precisely. Love from you-know-who, Tom Darling. You sort of forget sometimes that this is a podcast and all the stuff that's happening in it, and there's only one bit of a little bit of audio. <laughs> there's only one bit of audio. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Um, but but that just basically sort of says, it. yeah, that um, meet me uh, if you want the negatives or else. That's it. And she is angry. Mm. Carol is angry. So there you go. Can't wait, man. I can't wait. For episode 49. It's all heating up, guys, so stay tuned. And we will pick apart the next one. Yeah. (laughs) That was amazing. We'll slice and and dice the next one. We'll slice and dice and rage. Um, Yeah, so that was episode 48. Excellent. Uh, Another good one. I I, I know that you don't like Tom, and uh, I don't think – and I think it's very easy to know why, but I find just – I, th- I just find it amazing viewing to be clear. Oh, it's a, it is. Don't, it, I love it in that sport. You know when you love and hate something? That's where I'm at with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Well, God. let's, okay, let's cool. leave it there and uh, we'll, we'll catch up maybe in the next few days to dissect 49. Fantastic. All right. Thanks, everyone. Um, ta-ta. Hooroo.